Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom, as always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> extremely hardworking, <laughs> Disney Cruise at Christmas loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie, and hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I have to remember how to do this. It's been a few weeks yeah, since right? we've done this, and... It is a whole new year. As you were just mentioning, we are recording this episode on Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. As you mentioned, Michelle, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, I hope 2022 brings each and every one of you and your families all the best. Yes, hope you had a fun yet safe and healthy New Year's celebration. Mm -hmm. We stayed up all the way to East Coast New Year's. (laughs) Even though we are on, on the, the West, West Coast. Coast. Yeah. <laughs> but, I was going to say, are you going to explain that, yeah. how, how that wasn't a very difficult yeah. feat? Although it was a little for me. I was like, oh, please. It was a busy <laughs> day for me. Yes, you had a crazy day. We may discuss a little of that uh, a little later. But yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always amazing for us for New Year's. You know, we never make it to actually New Year's our time. If we make it to East Coast New Year's, great. We're doing doing pretty, pretty well. Good. Yes. If we make it to like Chicago Central Time <laughs> New Year's, man, we are partying. partying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had some fun. We had some snacks. Had some food. Had some drinks. It was mm-hmm. a good time. You and did. A, you put out a nice spread, and I appreciate all the work you did to provide that for us. Yeah, well, we just it was just us, the two of us yeah. at home. Uh, watching some TV, enjoying some uh, fun stuff, and uh, just having a good old time together. So speaking of getting together, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we are still offering you an opportunity, if you haven't done so yet, to subscribe to our newsletter. So many opportunities (laughs) to sign up for the newsletter on the website. And yes, it will be returning this week. We took a few weeks off while we were out of town. But there will be a brand new newsletter coming out for you on uh, Tuesday, I expect, is when I'll have it out. Tuesday somewhere mid-late afternoon, depending on where you are in the country. Nice. It's just another way to kind of be involved in the Hyperion Ventures podcast world, get information a little earlier than some others, know what we have going on, share if there's some details we'd like you to have uh, include your input on, whatever it may be. It's just, you know, a lot of fun way, another fun way to be involved with this show. Right. And that's where the sharing stops because we don't share your email address with anybody. That is a very good point. Michelle always has the very best (laughs) points. Also, you can be in contact with us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us in the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group where we're just having a lot of good, positive Disney energy fun. Yeah, a lot of great people have joined and we appreciate if you can uh, tell your family and friends about that. Yeah, so. come on over and just in, just get in on the good time. You can just sit there and watch and see what we post every day or if you want to put in your own input, tell us what you're doing, how you're having your Hyperion adventure for the week, the month, the year, whatever it may be. We would love to hear from you there. Exactly. Yes. We are also on YouTube. We had some interesting videos we dropped (laughs) on YouTube this week on our YouTube (laughs) channel. Uh, One was Michelle's little 
holiday decorating <laughs> tips on board a Disney cruise, which was fun. And then we also had our little Christmas Day message from aboard the ship that we recorded on there. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that during today's show, since that is today's topic. But right. And we may have a couple more videos coming out for you here in the next week or so. We got a lot going on, so it's hard to edit a video and get it out there. But I'm going to try and drop those at some point soon. But if you want to find us on YouTube, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe you know whenever we have a video there and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account Podcast at gmail.com that's right like we say every week we just love hearing from you if you just want to say hello to us um, but we're also here if you have questions or would like us to do some deep dives or whatever mm-hmm. yeah exactly we just want input whatever way it may be even if you just want to say hi it's all just fine and we don't care if it's contact us through the gmail through social media whatever we just love to interact with you. Exactly. Yes. So also, if you want to support this show, if you find any value from this show and want to help support it a little bit, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can first check out our Spreadshirt shop where we have all sorts of different items, including, of course, shirts, but yeah, coffee mugs, glasses, all sorts of hats, all sorts right. of stuff uh, that kind of have our various different logos. And you can find us there by doing a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast on Spreadshop.com and we'll come up, all our stuff will come up and you can pick and choose what you want there. Another great way is to become a Patreon member of this show. You can visit our page, patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Find a tier that fits you right. We have all sorts of swag that will go out to you depending on what tier you're in. They start as little as $2 per month, but we appreciate everybody who's already signed up to become a Patreon member. Anybody who's bought, purchased anything from our Spreadshirt shop, everything you do to help this show move forward is extremely appreciated. Yeah, you can't imagine how much we really do appreciate that. those of you who have already you know, joined and um, we are so honored by that. Yeah, that you'd be willing to you know throw a couple dollars our way because you appreciate what we do here on a weekly basis. Right. And like um, we said just before our vacation time is that we're having some challenges with computers that we're looking Ugh. at. We're <laughs> I know. I don't want to bring it up to you. Sorry. Don't jinx it. It's trying to record right now. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yes, if you could join uh, our Patreon group, we really would appreciate it. We're going to have some new and fun things happening in 2022 for those of you who are members of our Patreon yeah, group. Yeah, we had a couple of special bonus things that came out right around holiday time, and we will have some more interesting things coming up in this new year. Uh, now, speaking of the new year, we are in a new year, and that means we're drawing ever closer to our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame induction ceremony episode. <laughs> Probably just a couple weeks from now. I think I'm going to push it back a couple weeks because we just closed out. Well, we closed it out a few weeks ago, but <laughs> we are just now getting out to our final category and letting you know who will make it in from that. And then this week, we will be putting out that final ballot along with the items that will be a sort of a reward for one person. We will pick out who votes on that final ballot. I know I have a hat that's going yes. in there and there's a couple other things. Mm -hmm. We will have a picture of all the stuff that's going in there and let you know on all our social media channels, on the newsletter, everything. And that will start sometime this week. But first right. we have- to And our Patreons get- extra vote that's i mean right. extra name in the hat for that, the drawing that's a good point i'm glad you brought that up yes if you are a patreon member you will already have an extra 
entry into right. this uh, giveaway that we will have uh, involved in our final ballot. So uh, before we get to that final ballot, we need to close out that final category and let you know who made it in, uh, who has been nominated for best live action character that is from anything under the Disney umbrella. It could be Star Wars, Marvel, Muppets, uh, Indiana Jones, all those different things are, are included in this. And before we give you our final ballot, well, we like to give you our list as well. And when we do that, well, we always start with Michelle because we know she has the best tips. <laughs> She, as you can see on our YouTube channel, <laughs> oh man, she does the best research, but she definitely has the very best list. So let's get to it, Michelle. Who give us your list of your best live action characters? All right. Well, um, I'll admit, I think I went one beyond. I think I, I have six, and you know, not just looking at favorites, but kind of, you know, wanting them to be having some prominence in the films, you know, maybe just more than a single, you know, episode of something for the most part, or just being, you know, some, I mean, to be in the Hall of Fame, they got to kind of earn it, right? They got to, right. you know, so. This is a big deal. Yeah. No matter what everybody <laughs> thinks, this is a big deal. Um, so mine are in alphabetical order. Um ish. But anyways, okay, so first one that I wanted to mention out there was Bert. From ah, Mary Poppins, you know, I just, selection, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Dick Van Dyke was, is a big part of the Disney company family anyways in, you know, not just in, in Mary Poppins, but I think um, really that role definitely played an important part of Mary Poppins, which was such a classic and, you know, kind of that style of person was obviously uh you know, an influence for Lin-Manuel when mm -hmm. he had his character uh, in Mary Poppins Returns. So I for felt sure. like he, Bert, was the one that, the you know, led the led the banner on that one. Great choice, yes. Thank you. From Marvel, Black Panther. Yes. I just think that that character um, had so many levels of symbolism that it brought to the movies and to us in general, mm -hmm. to the world in general, that I thought that, definitely warranted a uh, nomination great choice again um this one may seem random <laughs> from you <laughs> i know right hard to believe <laughs> um but gordon bombay from uh, mighty ducks i mean uh, you know from the movies to more recently in disney plus on this series i just felt like that was a recurring um person who kind of we saw go from you know different also talking about somebody with layers but you know have struggles in their personality uh found where some of their flaws were and tried to change them then resurfaced with some of those flaws again and again came back to the light side Very so nice. i thought um gordon bombay that, that's a great choice again as it's a interesting. i didn't really think of gordon bombay but i love that choice yeah thank you thank you um and maybe still carry over from the holiday <laughs> thoughts, but Scott Calvin, <laughs> the Santa Claus, yes. um, you know, and I, and I think for, you know, a lot of families that those movies are kind of their tradition. And, um, you know, I think the, the character, you know, for the most part was pretty, pretty cool uh, Santa Claus portrayal and, and how that all moved along. Nice. So, nice. Thank you. Um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, ah, uh, yes. I think, you know, obviously, favorite from, of mine, yes, for sure. and I, I almost left him off because I kind of figured that 
that nomination might come from you anyways, but I, I felt like it needed to. the new series. Yeah, yeah. And again, just uh, a character that is, you know, so prevalent throughout the whole Star Wars um, from, you know, every aspect of whether you're talking the films or the animated, you know. And then lastly, Tony Stark, mm. uh, also from Marvel, but again, kind of really started you know, with Iron Man, mm-hmm. that that whole universe, and you know, and and obviously he plays uh, such a pivotal role in Endgame. Oh yeah, well yeah, he so. does throughout the the Avengers right. series right. and the many but, of the Marvel movies for sure. But yeah, uh, great choice. Yeah, he just has a lot of symbolism for associated sure. with him. So, so. anyways, that's great my list. list. Michelle's list, always the best <laughs> list. I don't know. So anxious to hear yours. So my list, it's a lot of Marvel and it's a lot of Star Wars for my <laughs> list, but I did keep it to five. Um, I think, yeah, I did keep it to five. So, and these are in no particular order, but a lot of this is based on, well, definitely in the Marvel. A lot mm-hmm. of my Marvel choices are based on series that we've got to witness on Disney Plus mm-hmm. this year that I was really inspired by, including the most recent one that just closed out over uh-huh. uh, the Christmas time. Right. And that was Hawkeye. And yes, Hawkeye has made my list this year <laughs> because uh, I was in, I've, I loved that show. I thought mm-hmm. it was such, it was right. so well done. Um, you know, it was a good Marvel series, but also acted as like a Christmas type movie sure. series. I just love the theming of it. And I love Hawkeye. I love Jeremy Renner playing right. Hawkeye. So yeah. I thought he kind of vaulted more to the forefront for me after that series than me when he's kind of played, I don't know, not not one of the more prominent right. Avengers before this point. I was glad to see him get a showcase here. Sure, sure. I, agreed. I, I was glad that they had the series. And, and he almost made my list... Um, it, it was, you know, maybe more of an honorable mention. Sure. So I get, I get, I get why you I get put him on there. For sure. Uh, speaking of Marvel series, we mm-hmm. kicked off the year with one of our favorite Marvel series. And this person is definitely making my list this year. And that is Wanda Maximoff mm-hmm. is going to make my list. Of course, the Scarlet right. Witch, who yeah. we're going to see a lot from uh, coming up here in this year. A lot more. But we loved WandaVision. Right. Loved Wanda in that series. And I uh, can't wait to see more from her. And she has made yeah, my list. Most definitely. Good choice. And finally, a character who's been a favorite of mine for many years, uh, and uh, even more so now after seeing this person in a series recently, and that mm-hmm. is Loki. Mm-hmm. Loki right. has to be. He's, he's yeah. just very, such a fascinating very character. Very close, almost on my list. Yeah. Such a fascinating character yes. that he had to make my list from the Marvel category sure. so far. So, And then I got a couple from Star Wars as well. As you mentioned, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mentioned he's one of my favorites. Had to make my list. Right. He is on there. And then, of course, Princess Senator General Leia Organa mm-hmm, had yes. to make my list because she is Very one of my good. favorite all-time characters. And, Absolutely. Um, I, 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 she just needs to be in this Hall of Fame somehow or another. So um, Fabulous yeah. choice. So uh, those are my... Uh, that's my list of nice. nominees. Uh, let's get to the actual nominees, though, as voted on by you, as chosen by you, and a little bit by us, <laughs> but mostly by you. Uh, these are the characters that will be on our final ballot, and this is in alphabetical order. And we're going to start with one that Michelle chose from <laughs> Mary Poppins. Bert <laughs> is Yay. going to be on our final ballot. Also, just inspired by, I think people are inspired by what just dropped this last week because Boba Fett 
mm-hmm. is making his right. debut on our final ballot this year. Cool. And so that's great. We enjoyed this first episode of the series. Right. Looking forward to you can see they're just kind of setting the stage and yeah. you know, putting things in place. Can't wait to see where the Book of Boba Fett goes from here. Uh, Chewbacca, of course, right. another yes. fan favorite. Chewbacca has to make that final ballot. Darth Vader, he's already in as a villain, favorite villain, but mm. now he's in, or at least he's a nominee right. for Best Disney Live Action cool. Character. Let's see if he becomes a two-time <laughs> inductee into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. More Star Wars with Din Djarin, of course, Mando the Mandalorian. Right. Uh, he is on the ballot again. Yeah, he was on my list and I took him off. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. blame you at all. Um, this is strange. Actually, uh-huh. I wasn't really for sure that this was going to make it on, but I think inspired by some things that have dropped recently, including a certain movie. Dr. Stephen Strange wow. is, is a nominee this year. We'll see if he makes it mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. I think that's a, you know yeah. something that's been brought sure. around because of recent exposure we've right? had to him again. Uh, going purely Disney again, uh, Giselle from Enchanted nice. is on the list of nominees. Uh, back to Marvel. Yes, King T'Challa, Black Panther mm-hmm. is on our list of Sweet. nominees again. Yes, and so is Princess Senator General <laughs> Leia Organa. She is on the list. Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. Nice. Of, all, of course, another fan favorite. Right. He made the list. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yay. Yes, he will be there as well. Again, inspired, I think, particularly by what dropped this week. Peter Parker's, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Spider-Man. Right. Uh, is going to be on our final ballot. More Marvel with Steve Rogers, Captain America, Mm -hmm. is on our list. I kind of thought that was going to be on your list. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Maybe I might have known a few things. Otherwise, he might have known. (laughs) Speaking of knowing a few things, Michelle knew this was going to be there. Tony Stark. Yeah, I didn't know, but it was going to be on there. Yes, and (laughs) I think thanks to my final little vote here, Wanda Maximoff (laughs) made the list. So those are going to be all our final ballot nominees. And we, again, I'm going to put together this ballot. It's going to be easy to go on there and click through. Uh, Once I get it set up, I will get you the link out this week so you can go on and vote. And we will also let you know everything that will be on our, that for that one person that we pick out of a hat or randomly or whatever that votes on our final ballot that will get this cool Disney and et cetera swag. Right. Yeah. 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 Be fun. Cool. So that is our look at our final category for our, it will be our third annual Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Again, that episode I think is going to take place in a couple weeks from now. But before we get into this week's episode, we always like to look back at something that was a bright spot from the week that was. Our favorite thing from this last week, because you know, there's always some good stuff to talk about out right. there. You know how we like to be very positive when we think that there are favorite things, fun things, good things that come out of each and every week. And we like to share those with you. So when we do this again, we always start with Michelle because her favorite thing is probably the best thing. Yeah. So Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? Well, first of all, I, you know, I'm so glad you added this to our, our show each week because I do think it's important to take the moment and even sometimes the smaller things are the things that bring us the most joy. And so um, for this week, my favorite thing was actually just having time 
um, with my sister and brother-in-law, you know, uh, and although we were all masked up to stay safe, it was really just fun having time to relax and laugh together um, with them. And it just really set the tone for a, a wonderful future. Yeah, uh, that I agree with you. That was uh, one of my favorite things from this week mm-hmm. as well. Um, they did pick us up from the cruise ship. They had just come down from Massachusetts. Uh, as you may know, if you've listened to the show often, they have a condo right there kind of on the uh, Melbourne, Indy Atlantic area right there on the coast uh, of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we, we did it very safely because, yes. you know, they had traveled down across country. Well, sort of cross country (laughs) is still cross country just from uh, north to south. And they, they had traveled, we had been on a cruise plus Michelle had flown and everything. Mm -hmm. So we decided let's be as safe as possible. We masked up whenever we were in a car together, indoors together, not eating or drinking. And we, but we did sit out. They have this lovely balcony out looking at the ocean. We sat out there a lot. We could take the masks off when we were outside. Um, fully socially distanced mm-hmm. and uh, enjoyed some really good time with them. Yeah. Really good conversation. Really good. It was really nice of them to, um, to, to put us up for a couple of right, days. After the right. Cruise, it was yeah. just a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, my actual favorite thing from this week, I wish you would stop bringing it up because I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> I promise you it's coming close to when I will be able to talk about it, but I can't quite talk about that yet. <laughs> but um, so many favorite things. That thing that you, you talked about, Michelle, mm-hmm. with, with, your, with uh, Helen and Tom, your right. uh, sister and brother-in-law, was so good. Um, getting home and catching up on some of our shows. We got to catch up on Hawkeye. Right. We got to uh, watch The Book of Boba Fett when that dropped. And I, I'm going to drop this in here, even though it's not Disney, but I really enjoyed it. We watched this yesterday. It just came out yesterday on HBO Max, and that was the um, Harry Potter 20th reunion right. special. Uh, I thought it was done really, really, really well. Yes. Um, really enjoyed it. Gave some behind the scenes of what happened as they were making all these films and you know we're talking with so many of the actors directors producers etc you know getting their look at they're reminiscing about it plus you know telling stories about what was happening during production just it was really entertaining and i highly suggest if you're a harry potter fan at all you've probably already seen it or you're it's on your schedule but if you if it for whatever you missed your radar go find it on hbo max yeah it was like you said it was really well done and and fun seeing you know the characters the people come together who played those you know the more prominent characters especially you know and just like you said some cute behind the scenes it it, it was more just really touching to mm-hmm. see you know from an emotional aspect and you know going from being kids to you know adulthood and stuff so yeah how the show shaped them yeah. essentially it was it was really fascinating stuff and it was really well done and yeah. it was a good show it's a little long it's about two hours right um but i thought it was it filled well and i mean they got to basically talk about all those movies was eight movies yeah in all um, right that's a lot to talk about so but it was it really really enjoyable so yeah uh, le- yeah yeah i i thought that was good i, I the, the other thing that almost made my list was just the fact that we did make it home without too many challenges i think we had one delay but it didn't impact our our connecting flight but you know for those people who are traveling now i know the struggles that yeah. 
a fair amount they of people are dealing with. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So I think that was also a good thing that happened this week. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, we made it home without too many issues, and that was definitely a good yeah. thing. So, um, so let's get to this week's show. We have well, a we lot- did have a listener have a good, it just yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. I missed it. Scott from Minnesota oh. had, um, he, uh, he posted on, on our Facebook group. I think he did, or maybe he just maybe because I responded to something he had posted, but just um, really enjoying seeing a live hockey game outdoors. Oh yeah. They do that. They do those like two or three games a year where they they have them, they hold them outdoors. Right. right. Exactly. So um, that was cool. And and I, I totally get that. It is fun. It's, it's fun really just watching, uh, you know, it just has that kind of hometown feel being an outdoor (laughs) ice rink yeah that is cool we've yeah. we've watched those games on television we haven't actually right, been right, to them yeah. but yeah so. so uh thank you scott for chiming in yeah if you ever want to chime in with what your favorite thing is from any given week uh please hit us up uh, the gmail account social media whatever it could be disney related it could be something personal it doesn't matter just whatever your favorite thing is from that week right and we will of course share it uh, with everybody so again moving on to this week's show we have a fair amount of stuff for you this week actually it was a relatively slow week for Disney news, probably because we're right in between the Christmas and New Year's holiday. But I do have a story for you that I'm going to share. And that is a popular Walt Disney World destination has reopened today while another one has closed. We'll tell you what they are and which (laughs) ones you may want to visit uh, as we get to the Disney stories of the week. But enough about that. Let's get to our main topic of the week. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know we're well past the Christmas holiday now, the (laughs) holiday season, but we thought we'd drop the holiday music on you one more time because, well, this episode is all about waking up on Christmas Day aboard a Disney cruise, recapping our very merry time uh, Disney cruise that we just had. Yeah. Yeah. It was was fun and exciting. Yeah. And we will tell you about that, but we're going to kind of talk about the entire trip not day by day we're not going to break down on you know the first day of the cruise we did this the second day of the cruise we did that <laughs> we the are going right <laughs> yes uh, but we are going to tell you a, a lot of the key points of what we hit uh, and give you some information on what you might need to know want to know if you have the thoughts of uh, booking one a disney cruise in the mm-hmm. future but especially a disney very merry time cruise right. especially one that happens right on christmas yes day. yes so, so um, but we're going to start this with how this vacation actually started. <laughs> and that was, you may have caught it on social media, Scott and I driving <laughs> across the country wow. again, because well, apparently that's what we do now. <laughs> I think you kind of get to a point where you sort of like it. I actually kind of do. I actually kind of, especially after our last flight, I kind of like it more than flying now. <laughs> right. I, I just wish it didn't take quite as many right, days. Right. Um, but I actually kind of enjoy it. It's not, it's really an easy drive from San Diego uh, cross country other than the time it takes, but it's mostly one highway, a couple other highways, but mostly it's like the I-10 the whole mm-hmm. way. Um, so it's actually pretty smooth. And it's really interesting uh, to go across this country and see how the topography 
the the geography, all of it changes as you go across sure. from San Diego into Arizona, New Mexico, West Texas, you know, some of the mountain regions uh, into more of a farmland and tropical area as you get. It's really fascinating to see the country change. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there are people in this country and from around the world who love seeing those sites. Mm -hmm. So it's, it makes sense that it would be a very interesting and, uh, you know, I don't know, educational. Yeah. I mean, as much as I can process. pay attention to it as I'm trying to pay attention <laughs> to the road, but uh, it really is fascinating had to, do research to go stuff, across so. it. So um, I left on Tuesday morning, December 14th. It seems like eons ago. And mm -hmm. I guess technically it was, it's been almost a month. Jeez. Right. Um, went to, went through, we, we were four days on the road, day one from San Diego to El Paso, day two to Houston, day three to Tallahassee, and then day four to Kissimmee. And if you don't know, uh, part of the reason we do this is because Scott, our son, spends half the year with us and half the year with his uh, birth father who lives in Florida. Right. So we were getting him back for his half a year with him. So and then we met up at Kissimmee, Florida um, and connected. Scott moved on to there and it all went well with that. Right. And, then, and thank you for doing that again. Oh, I know it's a. Uh, it's a big undertaking, and I really appreciate that you did that for him because I know for Scott to fly, it's not a comfortable thing, especially right now. And, you know, and especially, you know, the concerns with potential flight cancellations right. and things. It's just that that whole thing would be so emotionally difficult for him so you make it easy well, Thank thanks you. yeah i mean there's a there's a little bit of that there was also a few other factors including like we didn't have some decisions on some things made until the last moment so there were some price factors involved as right, well but right. and uh, i think especially now that we see uh you know covid you know surging again i think even more so we were glad that we didn't uh, bother to right. do that it was much more easier and seemed safer to take him across country driving so anyway dropped him off everything went well with that i went to uh michelle's sister and brother-in-law's condo on the coast at that point they had not come down yet so i got some sleep <laughs> which was good and then michelle red-eyed in the next uh, morning mm -hmm. uh, arrived in orlando airport i went out to pick her up and she arrived on the 18th and we had a nice day just together her getting some rest mm -hmm. and us getting reacquainted after four or five days away from right. one another which was really nice yeah and then we went out to the port to board our cruise on Sunday, December 19th. Yes, exciting day. Yes. <laughs> so uh, now if you've done a Disney cruise before and you haven't experienced it during COVID times, uh, the procedure is a little bit, well, actually it's a really a lot different uh, than what it has been in the past. And we're going to tell you just a few things about that so you can be prepared if you have a Disney cruise coming up here in the near future. Right. And it's, you know, just not to get people concerned about it. it it's very, it's a smooth, well thought out process. I think over time they've made some um, changes to make it easier for people and um, you know it was a breeze I thought oh yeah I actually think they did really well I was mm -hmm. very impressed with how they handled everything um, this is going to be uh, actually a theme of this entire segment is I'm going to tell you how impressed I was with how Disney handled a lot of things that we did uh, on the ship and off the ship right. uh, for this cruise. So, uh, by the way, this cruise was a seven night, very merry time cruise aboard the Disney Fantasy uh, with port stops at Castaway Key, uh, Falmouth, Jamaica and in Cozumel. We did at one point, we're supposed to have a stop at Grand Cayman. However, that got 
Uh, Grand Cayman isn't allowing cruise ships right now. So right. we just, uh, they, they canceled that. We got our port charges back. And that ended up being another glorious sea day, right. which we enjoy anyway. Yes. So. So moving on to the check-in process, uh, we arrived at the port. We had actually rented a car uh, in the Orlando airport that we could have dropped off at the uh, one of the rental car locations that is like a mile away from the port itself. Right. Really easy. Drove there, dropped it off in the morning. Uh, right now, they have a time you have to actually... Um, pinpoint a time. I mean, in the past, you've had to pinpoint a time, but if you're platinum like us, you could just arrive at the right. port. Now you actually have to have a time for your arrival at the port. Right. So, and it was interesting that um, how the rental car companies working with Disney Cruise Line, you know, they weren't going to take us to the port unless it was within our booking, our, excuse me, our arrival window. Mm -hmm. So, um, and not that they asked us to show verification they didn't but I, I thought that was interesting that um, and maybe it's because they've tried to drop people off early and had and to bring them back had to bring them back or whatever so um, I thought that was kind of a nice that that was already you know kind of factored in through the car rental company yeah. too so it was really easy. We told them we were at our time. We were actually a little bit after our time. So they just picked us up. I think we were the only ones on the bus. Yeah. Um, they took us right to the port, dropped us off there. And then uh, we dropped off our bags with the porter. And then we were directed across the street from the actual terminal where they have all these tents set up. And so what happens when you go there, you, originally they'll, they'll check your, uh, make sure your, your time is right, make sure you're on that cruise that they mm -hmm. have there, <laughs> uh, scan you in, and then they'll take you into a tent uh, where you'll get in line, you'll queue into places where they actually test you. And Michelle, I don't know if you want to explain the procedure a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and I like, um, I had seen some YouTube videos uh, from months ago. Um, now it seems, again, very streamlined. Um, you pick up one kit per person because before the, it just seemed like they had bins and people could grab kits and everything. But I'm sure too with you know, supply issues of kits. They, they handed you a kit, but they also observed you doing the testing, which I thought was really good. One, to make sure you're doing it correctly and that you don't end up with, you know, an inconclusive and delay you longer to need another test. They're watching you and making sure you're doing it correctly. And two, that they're watching you to make sure it's you doing it. So I thought that was also a great safeguard, but it was very easy, painless, um, they, you know, really, like I said, streamlined that how you would, um, put your information on, on the, the identifying card. They scanned it in to associate it with the test tube that you were going to submit per person. And it was fast. Yeah, it was really easy. We had a great guy that helped us out to make he sure. He was we, so fun. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. Uh, I'm I, unfortunately his name is, skips my memory it right Scott? now. I think you're actually I think you're right. It was yeah, Scott. It was Scott. Yeah, uh, he was a really great, funny guy. Yeah, uh, and made sure we did everything right. And uh, we actually took a, a selfie with him there yeah. because we enjoyed I mean, he him started so the, much. Yeah, the tone. I mean, he's from the the lab, uh -huh. but I mean he just set the tone really nicely yeah so yeah, really good so we got that done i think we had to scan another time and then they direct you to a one of several tents where the people that have been 
kind of uh, checked in or have tested within a certain period, uh, go into one of these tents. And so you, you'll wait in there until your results come back. And they say it could take up to an hour. I think ours took maybe 35 or 40 minutes before yeah, we got most. our results yeah. back. Tops. Uh, it comes in through an email. Now, one thing I did have a little issue with is that it was a little tough to connect to because everybody's checking their phones constantly it was a little tough to connect but did get through Mm -hmm. got our all clear we were cleared to sail and as soon as you do that you go in you show somebody they have your name on a list they check you off and then you go into the terminal to go through check do your final check-in and go through security and uh, we were able to walk pretty much right on the ship at that point because they were already boarding the ship right yeah so um in addition to your port arrival time that you arrange ahead of time you're also given a queue line number you know and so by the time we went through security our our line our num- group was already group called, was already called. Mm-hmm. so yeah you're right and the other nice thing is uh if you've cruised before on disney cruise line and you're a castaway key member um based on what level you're at you were more expedited mm-hmm. you know so that was kind of nice like you had mentioned we're platinum so um you know we had a an eat a little little bit more a shorter line i should say to go through and right. stuff like that so that made it nice yeah that was, they did that for us it ended up working out really well it was really smooth and uh it was it was great i was so happy to be boarding a disney cruise ship again again this, this is the first time we had been on a disney cruise since the cruise we were on when everything went bananas right. with the pandemic so uh it was good to be back aboard and we did get a little emotional when yeah. we got on by yeah. the ship Well, I mean, I think to summarize, you know, in terms of the boarding process compared to if you've gone to one pre-pandemic, it's a little more time consuming, but not necessarily other than you are, yeah, you're going to be tested. It's it's not that much difference, especially once your test results, the the rest of the flow is very much like it was pre-COVID. It's just that that testing part of it. Um, and, and then having the delay, not delays, but the time that it takes to get your test results run and and reported to you. So I think that's important to know that, you know, for the most part, it's, they've tried to make it the same as it was before. Yet, um, I, again, we were totally impressed and felt very safe uh, doing this and, and we're appreciative of what Disney was doing to make sure the people who were boarding the ship were as safe as possible and prepared as possible to, you know, have a good time on board. Right. So another thing is uh, when you board the ship first, uh, things are done a little differently. And, you know, I, I don't know, should we give it away what they do when you normally board a ship, you know, and they still do this. Um, well, I mean, I, I think that the thing that we could talk about is that, you know, because there's not like a deck party, they they substitute right. a little some entertainment when you right. first come in. But I wouldn't say the other stuff. Okay. Well, what I will say is that they do bring you on in groups, in batches. So it's not just everybody going, 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 going. They get you on. Um, there is a lot of uh, social distancing separation mm-hmm. go on. There's a lot of things when you get on the ship. It's like 
If you want to be anywhere where there might be somewhat of a crowd, it's be in that spot, stand on that dot, you know, whatever. They're trying to do their best to make sure people are as social distance as possible, masks on inside, you know, whenever you're not sitting down and eating or drinking or, 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 you know, they are doing a really good job with that. Right, exactly. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about our cabin because our cabin was a really interesting cabin, okay? So this is the first time we ever booked this cabin and we were lucky to get it because it's it's one of those cabins that goes pretty quickly whenever it's available aboard either the Disney Fantasy or the Disney Dream. We were in cabin, what is called, it's number 6192. On the sixth deck, it's sort of been nicknamed the flag cabin because there's a flag where if you ever look at the back of the ship and you see where the flag is up when they're in port, it's that deck right there. It's that balcony is where you are. And there's some interesting pros and cons with this cabin that I think we should uh, discuss because people might be want to know if this is a good cabin. No, they don't want to go to it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't book it. Well, you say that, but there are some there there are some cons That's to this true. cabin that, that we true. definitely um, took note of while right. we were there. Now, right? Yeah, I mean the cabin itself is laid out like all the other regular um, cabin. It's not. Uh, it's it's one of your st- standard size, but the big difference is with the size of the balcony. Um, and also want to point out that the flag, like you said, when you're in port, it's there. When you're not in port, it's not there. And they don't come to your room to, to put it up. They can do it from below. So yeah, they just, you'll just hear some noise and then all of a sudden the flag starts raising up out there. They're they're not peeking in your cabin to go raise the flag. Yeah, there's nobody there. Yeah, Yeah. so. so. So, um, yeah, the balcony is enormous. Spectacular. It is an enormous balcony. Uh, it is really, really long. It's, it's really deep. So we can fit easily two lounge chairs, two regular chairs, and a little table out there. And there's plenty of room to spare. You can shift them right. all through that cabin. The other thing about it is, yes, the cabin is the regular width of a standard cabin inside. It pretty much, if you didn't look at the balcony, it would look like virtually every other balcony right. cabin that you'd find aboard the ship. But when you get out there, um, it is a good, I want to say four to five feet wider. Right. You know, then you're, not only is it long, it's wide. It is a huge right. balcony and it is glorious. We spent so much time out in that balcony. Yeah, it, it really is very, very spacious. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of reasons on how the ship is designed that that give that but yes you you could definitely we could have fit more more furniture out there if we had wanted to or if you you know we could have fit a full dining room table <laughs> yeah, out there you could it have. was large it, enough it was really know. large so that was really nice to be able to have that you know and you're facing the the back of the ship but you do have the um you do have protection overhead Mm -hmm. you know so because the deck above it um their balcony extends out there so you have that space too so uh, a lot of protection um from the elements and uh great view yeah uh really great um one of the cons to that balcony is like if you are a person that loves the sun like you want to sit out on your balcony in the sun all day uh, because it's undercover a lot of it, you're not going to get as much sun as you would maybe on some other balconies. And a lot of it, you know, if you get a, the right angle, then you might get some sun in that balcony. Right. But a lot of it, you are actually undercover, which we appreciate. We actually don't need to be in the sun. If we want to go out in the sun, we'll go up to the pool deck right. or whatever, or the other many decks aboard the ship. Um, on Out there, I found that we were in the shade 
for almost most of the cruise. Right, yeah. There's There were times when the sun was, depending where the sun was, that we would get, you know, like if it was setting especially. But you're right. For the most part, it isn't. But I think the other thing that makes this deck different, um, you know, and you would only see this, I believe, on the, the aft uh, decks is that you have enough space for a lounge chair, you know. 99% of the decks there, you're not going to have a lounge chair. You're going to have a, a ch- you know, a seat. So you wouldn't be able to have like your legs out and extended yeah. anyway. So, um, you know, it, it was more comfortable in that we had lounge chairs. Right. So um, we love the cabin, mm-hmm. but there was one significant factor uh, that if you're thinking about booking this cabin that you need to know about. And, and Michelle had read this going in. So we kind of had a, a general idea. And that is... Uh, there could be a little bit of movement and noise when the ship <laughs> is booking, right? Right, yeah. So the vibrations that are caused from, like you said, it's it's mainly when the ship was going, I think like 19 knots and, and above, um, it, you would really notice vibration. And, you know, at first it was kind of, oh, this is kind of nice. A little like, uh, you know, we joked about the old fashioned, you know, you see them on TV, the old movies, the, the vibrating bed. Yeah. Like, uh, putting the quarters in. Right. But um, after a while, it can get like, especially throughout the night, um, it can really get wearing that it's just, it's okay. It's no longer relaxing. It's just jiggling all the contents of my stomach and stuff like that. Right. I think also it would, if there were things like, um, some of the cabinets and closets and stuff would creak a little bit or it's like we'd have to move hangers because they'd be swinging, you know, and, right. and knocking into the wall at night. So we just kind of had to prep the room up if yeah. we knew we were going to be booking that night. Right. Um, because, you know, that it, it, it could affect our sleep a little bit. Right. So. You could you could listen for a while and figure out what you needed to do. And it, I mean, it was just kind of funny. Like you said, in t- some points, taking the hanger, some of the unused hangers, especially out of the closet, um, figuring out where to put either tissues or cardboard in, you know, doors to make them not rattle. I, I, I think we got past, you know, we were able to avoid Yeah, you did a good job rattling. of hunting them all down. Thank you. <laughs> putting some cushions in there and right. um, making it not happen. But, right. Um, but yeah, if you, you know, for some people, especially if you're a very light sleeper, you know, or, or, and some people don't want to take the time to try to get rid of all the rattling noises. You know, I could see that room not appealing to some people. Yeah. So just take note of that. Like Michelle said, if you are a light sleeper, if you don't like the vibration, um, that may be a factor also. And I, 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 I know you brought this up. It didn't mm-hmm. affect me. I don't think it affected you. But the, the, the cabin, because of the way it faces, you know, most of the cabins, they have either the bed facing towards the bow or towards the stern, mm-hmm. whereas this kind of goes crossways. So it, so it goes from like port to starboard, or right. no, actually starboard to port is the mm-hmm. way the um, the bed faces. So the motion can be a little different right. if, if, if you get some more, we did, well, our seas are really smooth. Uh, right. We have no problem with this, but if the seas are a little higher, you might have a, a different motion that you're not used to on board the ship. So just something to take into account if you're looking to possibly book this cruise or right. book this cabin. I think this cabin, you know, obviously, it's a, the sister ship, the Dream, um, has some of their itineraries where they would never have to go very fast, you know, unless something out of the ordinary happened. Look into the Bahamas. Yeah, that, yeah. So that I mean, long haul between <laughs> the, the Nassau and Castaway Key. Right. You know, <laughs> so if it's not going that 
that fast, then that vibration really doesn't play into to the affect the cruise. But because um, we did have some, you know, longer spans of of distance, and especially again, our itinerary was adjusted um, mainly for the holiday, so right. that um, you know we we were at on a sea day during Christmas day, right. which was kind of nice not to be at a port, you know, let families really spend the day together, um, you know, and, and have that time special as, uh, as a family time. So that also kind of changed the courses and made some of the distances to get back to Port Canaveral um, require higher speeds. Right. As you said, we did have a sea day and we did wake up on Christmas Day aboard the ship and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But I wanted to get through a few more things that are interesting during this period of cruising to know what's going on and what's like on a very maritime cruise as well in general. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the experience on board that we went through. Um, One, uh, of course, there were COVID protocols being put into place everywhere you went. Uh, It's a little different than what's your normal Disney cruise, but we felt it was for good that they, they were doing these things. Sure. You know, so they, they really did, you know, and, and you, you hear about it before you even go, you get emails and reminders that, you know, they, they do put into place these safeguards. And so I think some of the more prominent ones that I remember is for the shows, and that could include going to the, the theater to see movies, is that they did block off every other row. So... People weren't allowed to sit in the very next row, uh, either in front of or behind you. Uh, and also they they mandated three empty seats between you and any other party. So like we could sit together, you and I, or if there were other people in our party could sit together. But then at the end of that, that party, you had to have three seats before... Um, the next party sat. And so they very much controlled that by helping by, you know, really walking you to your seats. They you really couldn't just walk in and pick a seat like you have in the past. I mean, you could, you know, give preferences of side of the room or, or whatever, but it was, you know, really first come first serve. And they would just kind of guide you of how to sit and made sure those distances were in place. Yeah. And the theater, um, the movie theater, they kind of let you, they kind of kept an eye on you, but let you kind of do it on your own. But they wanted to be, they would watch you to make sure that you were seated in that position. Uh, in the actual, the Walt Disney theater where the stage presentations mm-hmm. are taking place, they would actually walk you to spots and tell you, okay, these seats are available or these seats available and they would show you where you could go and right you know, yeah make sure that you were you know stationing yourself appropriately right you know and the other thing is that's different there is um so you could have water you could bring in water to drink but they weren't like um selling any any sodas or popcorn or any food or drink uh, because they really wanted you to remain masked up for the mm-hmm. entire um performance or movie so that you know that was different you you know from past experiences Mm -hmm. a couple other things the entire crew every cast member aboard was masked um at all times Mm -hmm. it seemed like there were a couple times when they'd be outdoors that they would take them down a little bit but almost entirely Mm -hmm. every time we were around them they were they were masked right so they were doing that um they required guests anytime they were indoor except like as i said before when you were uh, sitting down eating or drinking um, to be wearing your mask as well. Uh, When you went to Cabanas, the buffet there, 
there. Um, they would, it wasn't like, you know, the old days. It was, they would be there. You would go up and get food. You would ask what you want, or you would sell them what they want, and they would serve up their plate right. for you and hand it to you. Same with the drink service station indoors there as well. Right, right. So, yeah, you, you know, I mean, in addition to not just sneeze guards, but there was never a way that you could have your your face at the food other than looking at it and then telling what they wanted. So I thought that was really good to keep everything safe like that. And like you said, they handed you the plate and um, the napkin with the silverware inside and then you'd go find your own seat. Right, exactly. And it worked out really well. Uh, a lot of the uh, different uh, locations, the lounges and everything, they had seats or tables or whatever that were blocked off that saying, don't sit here. Right. We're keeping this one open so we can have more social distancing throughout these lounges. So that was good. Uh, and they, they, they did that a lot. Like the the fireworks show, they, mm-hmm. they would... You you couldn't just stand anywhere on deck and watch. They, one, they had two fireworks shows for different seatings. Right. Uh, so if you were at the early seating, uh, you had the uh, you had the later fireworks show. Or no, you had the earlier fireworks show. No, we were out later. No, uh, they did have the we had the later fireworks show. Right. So it was early seating and then like a fireworks show around eight something right, or other. when we were at dinner. And then when we were at dinner uh, and then ours was at 1030, I believe right. is when it was. So, and they would get you, you'd line up and they'd say, okay, you know, and they'd, they'd guide you to a, a spot on right. deck where you would stand so you could be distanced from everybody else, but still hopefully see the fireworks. And we did get a good, even though we showed up relatively late, right, we did yeah. get a good, decent view of the fireworks. Right, exactly. And it was, it was lovely and it was enjoyable to... You know, we've we've done the uh, the pirate fireworks before, so it was for us. I think it was really special to really see something different, and you know, obviously with holiday music in the background. Right. Also, very helpful that the cruises right now are sailing at least at fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the most, I should say. Right. Um, and I don't believe ours was quite at fifty percent capacity. Right. I think it was a little bit below that. Yeah. And so it made things really easy. Like we never walked up to Cabanas to the buffet and had to wait for maybe one person. Right. I mean, really, it was just walk up and you had four servers ready right. to help you with exactly. your food at any one time. Um, there were plenty of chairs around the ship to sit on, you know, mm-hmm. that was never really an issue anywhere. You know, the shows, there were plenty of seats available right. at the shows. I mean, you may not have the best seat if you showed up later, but there was never a problem trying to find right. a spot exactly. within the theater, at least on, on our experience. That's what we came right. up with. So um, I think that they were doing a great job of keeping things safe yeah, and for us. Definitely. And no matter what uh, is out there right now in some media or whatever, um, I would say we felt a million times safer on that cruise ship <laughs> for seven days than maybe in the airport and on board an airplane for a little over seven hours on the way home from a trip. Right. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, like we see with anything in this pandemic, it's it's people driven. And so, um, you know, if people are following the recommendations and taking the precautions, then, you know, it, it goes smoothly. And like you said, there are times that you're in public in other areas um, that that's just not the, the case. So it, I think on this cruise, what we saw were that people were following the recommendations and that gave you that sense of the most that could be done to keep you safe was was being handled. Yeah, I felt Disney 
was doing all they could. Now, people still have to take responsibility for what they do when they get on the ship. Right. But Disney was doing everything they could do to make sure you felt safe. And I felt safer on that ship than I've felt sometimes in the parks, definitely than I felt in an airport. Right. Sometimes that I feel in a grocery store. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I felt very, very safe on that cruise that, you know, we could do our best, you know, as long as we did our own thing to make sure we were safe, that we were going to come away with that without getting sick. Right. You know, and like you said, I mean, um, Disney was doing all the things that they could do, but it was interesting to see that some people, and and I'm not being critical of people. It's just, again, it, it depends on, you know, what your level of comfort is and everything. But we did, so Disney wouldn't seat you with people other than who your immediate party was, who you were traveling with. But that, you know, we saw some people that were choosing to sit during meals indoors with various other groups of people. So you knew it wasn't just their own travel party, um, you know, and that was their choice. But it wasn't something that Disney was imposing, you know, like I think people, especially in the past with cruises, there's always been that thought of, okay, when you go to dinner, you may be seated with another party. And, you know, Disney... Cruise Line used to do this as well. They would try to pair similarities. Like if it was a single parent with a child, they would try to seat you at a dining table with another single parent with a child, you know, things like that. Um, Or if you were adults, they tried to seat you with other adults, you know, who were traveling without children. But right now, that's not what they're doing. You're just going to be seated with your own party. But like I said, if you choose to then have other parties join you or you join other, um, you know, parties, they'll let you do that. It's just not what they're imposing on you. Right, right. But um, all in all, felt great about it. Yeah. Um, Booked another cruise. Well, we booked a placeholder cruise when we were on board (laughs) because we're excited to be cruising again. We have another Disney Wish cruise coming up this year and uh, feel very, very safe about it. Now, I don't want to, you know, we've talked about the protocols and everything, uh, all this information up to this point. But now let's get to the fun stuff because there was a lot of fun stuff on this cruise. It wasn't just about COVID and everything else. (laughs) There was a lot of fun stuff, you know, and this was a very merry time cruise. Maybe we should have started with the fun stuff. (laughs) I wanted to get the information out there so we can get to the fun stuff, you know, get that out of the way. So um, this was a very merry time cruise. So there were wonderful holiday decorations throughout the ship. I mean, so much fun stuff. Uh, Santa even stopped by yeah. a couple of times before and after he his big lucky. night. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Claus came by and was telling stories. We right? didn't see this, but we heard about it many times that she would come by and tell stories, yeah. which was fun. Um, beautiful tree in the atrium, mm-hmm. um, along with lots of other uh, decorations there. What were some of your favorite things that uh, holiday-wise that you found on board the ship? Well, the gingerbread house is always a big favorite of mine wherever I'm at a Disney, you know, resort or whatever. And this one didn't disappoint. It was really, really lovely. Um, Seeing characters in their holiday attire was so fun. Um, But you're right, the, you know, just the amount of garland and lights etc it just the ship the ships are beautiful anyways but they just really sparkled for the holidays and you know it was just 
you you were just engulfed in that celebration. Plus, uh, when you would go out in the hallways, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, if you know a Disney cruise, you're normally hearing Disney songs right. as you go in the hallways. For this sailing, and I'm sure for many of the other very maritime sailings, it was mostly holiday music right. when you wouldn't go in the halls, and that's kind of nice, a nice touch to give you that holiday feel as you're sailing along as well. Right, and in the for the larger ships. They have more variety of what you can watch on TV where you could select shows. I mean, you're not getting Disney Plus, although they would always have some Disney Plus show that they were um, running at that any given time. But you could choose different movies and they did have holiday films that you could um, select to watch in your stateroom as well. So I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. And they uh, they showed uh, Noel in the movie theater, which right. is, of course, the, the holiday movie that came out a couple of years ago with Anna Kendrick and, and Bill Hader starring right. in it. And uh, they showed that in the theater, which was nice. Um, just, they showed the original Santa Claus. That's true. They the did that in the too. Walt Disney Theater, right, in the big right. theater. Yeah, they did that on uh, Christmas Day, I believe they I did think that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun too. So, speaking of the entertainment, lots of great entertainment on board. Maybe not as much as you would have had mm-hmm. in past cruises. Uh, part of the reason for that is because they wanted, because of the spacing within the theaters, they wanted to give people plenty of opportunities to see like the live stage shows which Disney is Disney Cruise Line is famous for um so they would showcase uh, all these shows on two separate nights right so you could have an so they would do a show for the early and the late seating twice mm-hmm. so two, like you said two separate nights so um you know you definitely had an opportunity if you couldn't get to one or you didn't you know if you got there late and you didn't care for the seats as well um that you could get another opportunity so yeah it was in great shows the state shows are always one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. aboard a disney cruise there's no nothing like it on any other cruise uh, that we've been on. We've been on several cruise lines. There are no shows as good as the Disney shows. Uh, what we had on there was uh, we had uh, Aladdin. Right. We had Frozen, mm-hmm. which, you know, hashtag real men love Frozen. <laughs> so that was a big day for me. And we had Believe, which is one of the uh, more Disney shows where they incorporate, uh, you know, nuance from a bunch of different songs and nuance from a bunch of different and characters from a bunch of different Disney films in to tell one complete story. Right. And it always brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. Those, those, I think, are my favorite shows. Yeah, the, that they the, do. yeah those are awesome. You know, like you said, they're telling a different story, but using, you know, the traditions of Disney characters mm-hmm. and films as yeah. well. So, yeah. I also enjoyed that, um, you know, they're continuing their, their, I guess they call it like Broadway series, where they have a performer from, um, who's performed on Broadway, also uh, take the time uh, and, and share some of their journey, mm-hmm. uh, which included going to Broadway and, um, you know, and then how they got involved in Disney Cruise Line. Right. And he is part of the cast and um, played uh, played Jafar and he played the main character, which I, his name escapes me right at this moment, uh, in Believe. Right. And um, very talented performer. Uh, he was in Les Mis on right. Broadway for many, many years right. and, and the touring uh, company as well. Um, and he did, really did a great talk. And that yeah. was, that Very was interesting. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, movies on board as normal. Uh, lots of different movies. We saw Encanto on board for right. the first time, which yes. loved it. Music yeah. is fabulous. Great story. Beautiful movie. Right. We saw West Side Story on board, which right. was... It just came out. Right. 
um, I was it the day we boarded or the day before? Yeah, it was really it was really close to yeah, it, yeah. Otherwise. So that that had that was you know a new showing during our journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also had a few other movies, including The Eternals, which we did not get to go see. Um, unfortunately, we were really bummed because we were really really hoping because it just came out right. you know a couple of days before we boarded. But uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was not aboard the ship. I think that's due to the fact that it's mostly a Sony, Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, film. It's Even though Disney has a big hand involved in those films, it is a Sony film. So that was not on board. And we were really disappointed by that. And we still haven't seen it yet. So. I know. Uh, but um, I, I was not disappointed with the movies that we did see. Right. And they, they had other films running throughout the, it as well. So like if you hadn't had a chance to see, for example, Jungle Cruise in right. a theater, you could see that. Um, but yeah, there there was a great variety. It, that was very much like any cruise, mm-hmm. Disney cruise from the past. You know, right. they they have a lot of great variety of films, and if something is newly released, it it will be also played. What was not like other cruises when we were on board is that the inner the outside of the stage shows and the movie theaters, the entertainment on board was a little less than what you would normally right. experience. There were only a couple performers on that. They, they did have like a magician and a ventriloquist on board. We did not go to those shows because right. that's not a thing for us, but they uh, only had two musical performers on board. One who's a piano player who we did get to hear play in one of the main dining rooms mm-hmm. one night and he was great. Um, the other one we were really, really excited about. We found out just a couple of days before we left that this was going to happen. Um, you remember if you've listened to the show for a while, um, we've made a connection with a couple of Disney Cruise Line performers, Sonia and Paul, a.k.a. Soul Duo. Mm-hmm. Well, we found out a couple days ahead of it that Paul, unfortunately not Sonia, but Paul was not was going to be making his debut, his return. Return. Thank you. That's a better word. To Disney Cruise the exact same day we were first making our return. Right. To Disney yeah. Cruise. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, and not that Sonia's being excluded in uh, six more days. She will be joining him, you know, which is great that, the, you know, Soul Duo will return. Um, but it was just an opportunity that um, Paul was able to, to get going first. And they're going to actually be transferring to on the magic. Right. So, so. Um, Sonia couldn't be on board because she was having some issues. Her visa uh, expired like the day they got called back that they were going to be right. able to come back on. Paul was able to come back on first and he performed uh, out by the Cove pool. Yeah. Uh, so the adult pool out there and he would perform there regularly nights, usually a couple sets a night on Christmas day. He did a, a few more sets, but uh, we got to catch up with him and that was really great. And just as a treat uh, to, uh, have that experience to be able to, you know, have him there. Like I said, it would have been great if Sonia was there too, but it was good to see Paul back working. Uh, he's such a talented person and performer, and it was enjoyable to uh, check him out, uh, you know, doing what he does best. Right, right. Yeah. And just, you know, like you said, very talented, just, you know, great personality and uh, enjoyable to see him and it was a nice coincidence that that we were joining the cruise line back the same time he was um but right like what you were saying 
the amount of entertainment, like, you know, some of the things that you would normally see on a cruise, say, for example, going to a lounge and, you know, maybe having some cocktails, visit with friends and listen to music wasn't afforded because they weren't really trying to pr- promote that in the lounges. Yeah, they didn't want somebody, and we just, we talked about this with Paul. We sat down, had coffee right. with him, and had a good uh, conversation with him. Uh, they, they're trying to avoid, you know, people out there just singing out towards, you know, right. a group of people, you know, with the, you know, in an enclosed space, um, which, could, you know, possibly, you know, affect the spread of COVID or whatever. So mm-hmm. he was out on deck, like I said, by the pool, singing away and not great seating there to, yeah. to watch him, but yeah. it was enjoyable, good music. And uh, it was a good time. Just right, to say. right. You know, and it, and it, again, it's, it's, it's almost like Disney is kind of like dipping their toes into bringing some of the talent back. Right, exactly. So, so um, let, but enough about the entertainment. Let's get to what we really, really love <laughs> aboard a Disney cruise, and that's the food. food. The food. <laughs> um, what did you think about the food? We'll just start with the main dining room food on board the cruise. You know, I thought it was good. Um, you know, I think we've talked in the past. That's not the highlight of a Disney cruise ship, anyways. In terms of like saying, "Oh, wow!" At the um, this is spectacular but definitely it was it was delicious it was plentiful um the servers had were so enthusiastic about having people back on board that they really felt made you feel welcomed on board and did everything to to make sure your dining experience was enjoyable and fun i tell you what our server dan and his assistant mayo uh they wanted to be sure that we walked off the cruise about 10 pounds heavier. I <laughs> know. Oh, crazy. The end. Uh, because it started off right on the first night. Like we didn't even order dessert. He just walked out with like the three best or what he felt were right. the three best desserts and just laid them on the table for us. There was always another plate there that we didn't necessarily order. And even when he, we, he brought extra stuff, he was like, so if there's anything else you want, just hit us up. Right. Uh, it, it was, it was really, really wonderful. Yeah, it was great. Um, I was impressed this time with more knowledge of what the dishes involved and, you know, having better recommendations. Um, So I thought that was really nice that they've improved on that, actually, I think, um, where the service really had a, a comfort level with being able to describe a dish and say, you know, this one might be better than that, especially after they get to know you and what your tastes are like. Um, but yeah, the dessert, dessert arama was <laughs> really well, impressive. We impressive. had so many desserts. <laughs> it was so funny. But uh, and also uh, Dan was always treating us to some origami yeah, every day. He was taking super like, talented. paper menus and, and fold them into a little different little animal right. every night. And that was always entertaining as well. So we had a great time. Food was a little hit and miss. Some was better than others. Right. But overall, I think the the dining room experience, the food was was good. Uh, the the service was wonderful. Um, we had a great time in the main dining room. Right. It, interestingly, along the whole journey, when um, from time to time we would talk to some of the cast members just to see, you know, some of their experiences, you know, when they've returned, et cetera, and. It was surprising. I'm not saying a lot, but considering we didn't talk to a ton of cast members, it a lot of them had recently, some others, in addition to Paul, had just boarded with us. So I, I feel like some of the issues with food may be the fact that they are still getting newer, ca- getting cast members on for the first time that may not be as familiar with, um, you know, some of the menu items 
and and that might influence how that that was that in the future it may be just continue to get better yeah so um but we enjoyed it overall and uh, you know yeah, Disney, you know, is not famous for its food. It's entertainment and its customer service right. is what makes Disney Cruise Line special. Uh, but uh, I think their food has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I enjoy eating the dining rooms every night. Plus, the dining rooms are always, you know, since you move from dining room to dining room, they're always interesting to be involved in uh, different, uh, on a daily basis. Right, yeah, so, exactly. So uh, we also did go uh, high end one night. <laughs> Uh, we did it again. This is the second time we've ever done this. Uh, we did book a night at Remy, which is the really upscale uh, restaurant aboard this ship. Uh, think of it; com- it's comparable to Victorian Albert uh, right. on land. You know, at, at Disney at the Grand Floridian. Uh, it's that level of food, maybe even better. Right. You, know, you could argue uh, it might be even better. But uh, Michelle, tell people what you thought of our night at Remy. Well, it. it- you know, that's such a special experience that, you know, would we would always highly recommend. Um, we were really treated to the fact that our server's name was also Remy, yeah, but with an I funny, yeah. instead of a Y. Um, and it was also his first day back. Uh, yeah. Well, not the day that we went for the for the meal, but this cruise, this cruise yeah. was his his also his first return. Um, he had worked at it before. He had worked at Disney World, um, at Epcot, at the French Pavilion. Um, just really, but the food, just really great personality, but the food was spectacular. I, I, it's really difficult for me to be able to try to describe why that is, why it's so special, not just in the taste, but the textures, the experience, you know, it in and of itself is a show. And I'm not saying a show in like, ta-da, here's your dish and we're dancing around. No, it's just the food, the quality of it, the uniqueness of it. I mean, not necessarily just the products. I mean, you know, for example, we had lamb, but it was like the best lamb ever. And how it was prepared was the the menu itself was just so unique. And um, it's great that they have, uh, you could you could do several different ways of how you get your food, but mainly people choose from two tracks. Right. And, um, you know, what they suggested and we've done before is each of us get a different track, you know, so it's a multi-course menu. They're designed by two different. Right. Classic Michelin star chefs. Exactly. Yeah. So one is, is considered more of an American set of dishes menu and, and one is more traditional French kind of concepts. I shouldn't say traditional because it's just, it's <laughs> so unique. Um, but it is wonderful. And what's great is that we get to, you know, there, it's not a hu- huge amount of food. So you're not coming out of there stuffed. Uh, but it's enough food that you feel comfortable with what you had. We got to taste each other's dishes. Uh-huh. Um, we did it with the alcohol pairing, which was spectacular. How just amazing, uh, you know, that it makes it even that much better to complement the food so perfectly. And so we get to even, you know, enjoy a sip or two as we were trying each other's dishes with the, with the wines that they served as well. Yeah. Uh, we went all out on this thing. We decided that, you know, it, it's our return to Disney cruise after a couple of years away almost. And, you know, our return to get a chance to get back to Remy. And mm-hmm. if we were going to do this thing, we were really going to do it big. So we did both order the, you know, this different menus. Uh, you ordered the French. Mm-hmm. I ordered the American mm-hmm. stylish 
menu. Uh, we did have the wine pairings with each, so we would both get a different glass of wine that paired with the meal. And then, yes, we were sharing both wine and the food. And it is exquisite. There's just it, the experience, the journey you go on through all these dishes. I said this to Michelle when we were out there. It's like, look, you know, and if, if you know me, you know that um, I can cook a little bit, that I have some <laughs> well, culinary school great. experience, that I feel I can make food pretty well. I can make tasty dishes. I cannot make this food because they think of so many interesting and ingenious pairings that I could never put together into a single dish. And yet somehow it all works. It all comes together. It sings. It's just, it's so flavorful. Um, The presentation is amazing. The service is unbelievable. It is just an experience it, it really, I mean, this costs a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think it's a little less than what you would pay if you were to go full bore at Victorian Alberts right. on land. But it does, it's not cheap. But if you can afford it, if you if you feel you can, it is worth every penny for that experience for that one indulgent night. Right. You know, it, it takes a while. It's not a, you know, it's not, a, oh, it's, beyond an hour. So if you look at it, that you're getting food and, and being entertained. And again, I'm not saying entertained in the sense of there's no one singing or anything, but the experience that you're able to, uh, you know, appreciate during this is definitely one that, you know, you could say you could put a quality dollar amount to it, you know, um, you, so they, you know, the, both tracks are the same price. It's a it's a it's a fixed price for all the multi courses. Um, I believe it's one hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah, I believe yeah. it's one hundred twenty five dollars per person. And then you know the wine pairing. If you want to do that, you know some people might not drink or might not be interested in that. Or you know um, I do know that some people may just want a gl- one glass of mm-hmm. and just use that they'll allow you know obviously they're you know they're, they're going to make that experience happen for you the way you want it but it really does uh enrich the experience when you do the wine pairing because um again you're not getting a ton of alcohol that you know you're just getting uh, uh several sips because it's also a small plate with each of these courses that you know you're not coming out drunk or mm-hmm. anything like that but it does complement the food so perfectly and and like you said I think the word exquisite is definitely one that can describe this it's the you know like you said the the ideas of what foods are being paired but just how they're prepared you know the different textures whether you're talking you know gels or foams or you know crunch you know it's things that you're getting it in a presentation that same food wouldn't normally come that way. Yeah. It's you know, hard it, to describe. Right. It's it, it, until you've experienced it. It's, it's really, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a good couple plus hours mm-hmm. dinner. You know, it's like right. a traditional European dinner. They don't do anything quickly. It's all, right. it's all paste, which is good because it, there is a lot of food there. And there's some other bonus things. I mean, yes, there's the courses they have on the menu, mm-hmm. but they come out with various other things that are thrown in too that you know, there's more food here, more food here, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It comes in along with the, the dinner and a cocktail at the beginning if you so desire. And right. also if you are... Let's just say you have an allergy, a shellfish allergy, or you know whatever it may be. We are blessed that we are you know, we're very lucky that we don't have allergies. Right. We like most food, so we're willing to put ourselves completely in the chef's hands. But let's just say 
you don't like fish. You know, it doesn't even need to be an allergy. You can just tell the chef, I'm not, I'm not a seafood eater. Right. They will adjust those menus um, to that. If you're a vegetarian, a vegan, they can adjust these menus to still serve you a wonderful, wonderful meal. Right. And if you didn't want to do the multi-course menu, they do have a la carte that you can also mm-hmm. order from there. Exactly. So. so, so we've talked a lot about that, but let's mm-hmm. get to what this episode is supposed to all be about. And that is waking up on Christmas day mm-hmm. aboard a Disney cruise line. So Michelle, talk us, walk us through a little bit. What was it like waking up on Christmas day aboard a Disney cruise ship? Well, I think it was something that was truly special, you know, and something, you know, I think that added to the specialness of it was just anticipating it, you know, the time of knowing this was going to be coming and, you know, just the joy to plan it was also part of the the great experience. Um, We also had planned to have our matching PJs um, and we did see multiple people, not just going to breakfast in their um, matching holiday pajamas, but going out through at the atrium throughout the day, getting pictures. I, I saw people there all day long in pajamas. It, some people I don't think ever got out of their pajamas and kudos to them. Um, so some people were wearing it to Christmas Eve dinner. The yeah. Night before, the main dining right, room. They were right. wearing their pajamas, which was you great. Know. I loved it. But you know, and so that and slippers and things like that. So it was really was, uh, you know, special experiencing knowing that, you know, there's only so many people in the world right now open on Christmas morning waking up on a Disney cruise ship. Yeah. So, so. we got up, we got, uh, we, 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 in our pajamas, you know, we dolled up a little bit from uh, getting <laughs> up in a bed. And then we went to, to Gavanna's to check out the food a little bit, but we had something else planned. So we didn't really eat breakfast there, but we wanted to sort of take part in the tradition, right. which is kind of a tradition on board a Disney cruise ship when you wake up on Christmas to be in your holiday PJs. So we did that. And then we went down to the atrium where they were taking pictures mm-hmm. and we got some photos taken. I uh, may have seen them on social media in our PJs in front of the gingerbread house. Right. Real gingerbread, by the way, in that house, just yes. like uh, that you see at the uh, Walt Disney World Resorts and uh, the Grand Californian, for that matter, at Disneyland Resort. Um, Santa was there taking pictures. Yeah. He, he got done from his long night and was ready to relax right. on the Disney cruise. Uh, he was there, got some pictures. The, the, the tree was there. Characters in their holiday garb right. were out. So a lot of people got taking pictures uh, with the various characters. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And then we did have a special brunch mm-hmm. that we had reserved for Christmas morning, which really made Christmas special um, by going to Palo's. Yeah, so we had to change out of our PJs. Yes. I, I don't, they may have let us go on our Maybe. PJs to Palo, <laughs> but we weren't going to take that chance. So we changed, uh, went to Palo for brunch. Now, brunch at Palo is one of our favorite things. It's a yes. little different than it used to be. It used to be like... You know, there you could order some entrees, but a lot. The biggest thing was this buffet that you would go to, full of meats and cheeses right. and pastries and all sorts of great stuff. So good. It's changed a little bit right now due to COVID. Uh, so they they're doing things a little differently. You're kind of or, they're coming with baskets of things. You're ordering antipasto. So we were ordered like one of us ordered the seafood right. one. Other one ordered some of the um, like the uh, prosciutto, the special right. you know the, the the cured meats and and olives and stuff like that. Right had that and then you order maybe a soup you can order a flatbread an entree the chicken parm is still the best chicken parm <laughs> in the world that i've ever experienced uh in a dessert and everything so right. it's, it's more of like a standard meal order by courses right. now yes but it still was 
wonderful and amazing to experience that on Christmas Day. Right. And, you know, they really emphasize that if if you did get a dish that you really weren't in love with, they would definitely uh, bring something else for you. So you didn't feel like this is this is it. You if you didn't like it too bad. How sad. It right. wasn't like that. Right. And all still for the same flat rate. I mean, right. the, the rate's gone up a little bit over the last few years, but 45 bucks per guest and you get all this great food and uh, we loved it. And you also get a, uh, if you so desire, a glass of champagne or a mimosa mm-hmm. or a bellini uh, if you want one for to go along with your, your meal included. Right, right. So, so it was lovely. That was great. Uh, they also had a special menu. I mean, there was lots of stuff going on through the day. As Michelle mentioned, they had the Santa Claus playing at the Walt Disney Theater midday. Right. You could have went and checked that out. Um, all sorts of different fun stuff. I think they had some crafts and uh, Mrs. Claus telling uh, holiday stories as well at various different times during the day. And then they had a special holiday menu in the dining rooms at night, the same menu for all three dining rooms. Didn't matter which one you were and you were going to get the same menu. And it was one of our favorite menus from the entire cruise. Yeah, you're right. It was um, the quality of the dishes that was served to us and, you know, the variety being very you know, traditional uh, food items that you would associate with Christmas morning. I mean, excuse me, Christmas day were definitely there and uh, we loved it. Yeah. It didn't really matter what you normally ate on, you know, if you're thinking about your traditional Christmas dishes, do you have, like you had on Thanksgiving, do you have a turkey and, and stuffing and, and mashed potatoes or whatever? Right. Well, that was on the menu. Do you have ham? A lot of people have ham as their traditional Christmas dish. There was ham on right. the menu. The, the, a lot of people like to do a full on standing rib roast for dinner that was on the menu and it was phenomenal by the way (laughs) that's what i ordered um along with we were presented many many dishes that night but it was every i think that was art because i don't think there was a miss for anything on that menu that like that that was the perfect night every food we had was wonderful right and we tried you know various appetizers Mm -hmm. we each i think we each had several different ones from each other and yeah and the desserts you know again traditional items Items, you know, one of my favorites, Bush de Noel, was yeah. there, you know, served as well. And um, so it was lovely. Yeah, it was great. A great dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, right before that, we had gone to visit Paul again and saw him perform one more time. Uh, we, he was performing out on deck for most of the night. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't make it later because we had to pack. Right. Because <laughs> Christmas Day, unfortunately, was also our last day aboard the ship. Yes. Our last full day aboard the ship. So uh, we did have to take care of some things. But all in all, um, Christmas Day was spectacular. Enjoyed every bit of it. And, you know, it depends on what your holiday tradition is. It's not going to be your typical holiday, you know, that maybe you experience at home with family or whatever, but um, it really is an interesting way and a fun way to do a little bit of a different tradition. And maybe it becomes your new Christmas tradition to be at wake up aboard a Disney ship. Sure. And I, and I would think, you know, it's a different experience depending on whether you're with family, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, or, or not, you know, if, you know, you have a large family and you're, you know, you're in multiple cabins and things like that could really be uh, fun as well. We enjoyed it a lot. I don't know if we will, uh, we were glad we experienced right. it. Don't know if we'll spend another Christmas aboard a Disney ship. You never know. We'll never say right. never. We had a great time. So maybe, but either way, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Right. I mean, I think uh, for 
doing a very merry time. I would probably like to do another one, but not necessarily need to be on Christmas Day. Do one kind of like how in the parks you can go during Christmas season and it really helps, Mm -hmm. you know, bring you into that mood and mode of Christmas time. Uh, I would probably like to do that, you know, but, you know, I think depending on what your current family traditions are, I, I think there were some things I did miss, you know, like you know, we talked about the fact that personally that like we didn't set up a Christmas tree at home and stuff. And in hindsight, I think we could have done things like that, Yeah, you know, but, but anyways, it was, it was good. It was yeah. still all good. We enjoyed it. What were your overall impressions of the cruise? What would you, is there something you can close with here? What would you tell people that uh, you enjoyed or maybe they should take note of? Right. I, I think it was, I think, you know, like you said, feeling safe with the processes that they have in place, as long as you're following them, the way they're meant to be, I think it's great. I I felt like the crew was really appreciative to be able to to have this again, have cruising industry back again. And, you know, they were all very friendly with everybody. Um, Like I mentioned before, I think I I would probably want to do it again, but do it earlier in the season, you know, whether it's just after Thanksgiving or early December and, you know, have a taste of that and still come home and have regular Christmas morning yeah. at home. I was going to say, I, I loved it all. Um, I even uh, Christmas Day was not the same. I would have loved to have been with my family and everything mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, but it was wonderful just being with you and having our right. different yeah, Christmas definitely. fun this year for one single year, doing it a little differently. Really enjoyed it. I, I like the holiday touches. I like that it was a vacation that I felt very safe on as mm-hmm. far as um, with the pandemic going on. I still got the Disney feel, got emotional getting back on board a Disney cruise for the first time. Sure. since we left when the pandemic went crazy uh it was it was wonderful we booked another cruise as i said we can't wait to go on the disney wish we're looking forward to booking another cruise after that one and um i highly recommend it i recommend right. you doing a disney cruise especially right now it's going to be a little different if you then what you know as a cruise from the past but the magic is still there and there are some things that you can do now because the ship is not as full as right. it was before that you may have had more struggles doing in the past. Um, sure. So, uh, and if you have any questions about booking a Disney cruise, what cruising is like on Disney right now during the pandemic, we'd be more than thrilled to answer those for you. Yeah, definitely. Reach out to us. Yeah. So that is what it was like waking up Christmas Day on a Disney cruise. All right, so obviously we wanted to talk a lot about that. Luckily, we don't have a lot of Disney stories of the <laughs> week, so we can get through this pretty quickly to not make this episode be ridiculously long. So uh, just this one story, really, I'm going to talk about, and that is a popular Walt Disney World destination reopens today, but another is unfortunately temporarily closing. Right. We'll tell you what those are. We'll go straight to the Disney Parks blog for that. They say surfs up at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon yeah. Water Park. Yes. Woo-hoo. The tropical island-inspired theme park reopens to guests 
Today, as we are recording this, this is January 2nd, 2022. I got to already see some people on social media out there enjoying their return to Typhoon Lagoon. And they went on to say, at Typhoon Lagoon, if you've never been there, uh, you can do all sorts of fun things like create your own Dole Whip at Snack Shack next to Typhoon Tilly's, where you can mix and match Dole Whip flavors, including mango, pineapple, lime, and raspberry to build your own refreshing treat. Adult guests, which is us, uh, can even... (laughs) choose to compliment their Dole Whips by adding, Michelle won't do this, tequila, (laughs) but she may want to add coconut rum or dark rum. Uh You can also catch a wave at the Typhoon Lagoon surf pools, uh, shoot down the crush and gusher water coaster, (laughs) or something more my speed, head to Castaway Creek for a peaceful drift down the 2,000 foot lazy river, (laughs) floating past shady grottos, thundering waterfalls, overhead rope bridges, and lush rainforest landscapes. Lots of stuff to Mm -hmm. do there. Um, it is a separate price from the parks tickets. You right. do have to pay like a like a parks ticket to go to the water parks, but uh, they do. We're not really water park people, but they always do seem sort of fun. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm happy for people because there are some people who really love that. People from other parts of the country who the, you know they don't have that same yeah. kind of uh, experience, and so glad for them. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the opening of Typhoon Lagoon means well they're going to shut down temporarily uh, the Disney's Blizzard Beach sure. Water Park. It's going through its refurbishment period right now. So they opened one, closed the other one after they refurbished Typhoon Lagoon. So I uh, don't have a date on when that's reopening, but that closed on Saturday. So just know. If you're planning to go there and you want to go to a water park, it's Typhoon Lagoon for right, right now. Right, right, yeah. So that's not unusual. Though, no, it's so. not at all. It's not at all, especially this time of year. They don't right. usually need. You know, Two. it is yeah. relatively cool for even for Florida right. during this time. A lot warmer than most of the country, <laughs> but relatively cool usually at this time of the year. So the water parks don't get as much business usually at this time of the year anyway. So right. uh, good time for them to have refurbishment. So that's it. Quick Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle. One, because she has the best lists. <laughs> she does the best research, but she definitely <laughs> has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip. Of the week. Well, thank you, honey, for that compliment. Uh, and I, I decided just to stick with Disney Cruise Line for the theme of today's uh, uh, episode. And so my tip has to do with that. You know, um, one of the things that Disney Cruise Line we talked about is passenger safety is a big deal with that with them. And part of that includes, you know, managing the amount of kids that are in the youth clubs. And the way they do this is through a reservation system. But what what do you do if you have like Apollo or Remy's reservation, but you can't secure a, a youth club for your child at the same time? Well, don't panic and don't cancel your dining reservation yet. Don't despair. First of all, the, the best thing that you could do is check with the counselors at the youth club um, because they also know that there might be some flexibility. They, they may be aware of somebody maybe canceling something or that they have uh, an ability to add on some people at certain times. Um, so just check with them. They're wonderful and they'll, they'll try their best to make sure that could happen with your current reservation. If that isn't available, then chat with guest services and you can do that either in person or on the Disney app through chat. We've, we did both while we were on, on the cruise. Um, and just check with them and they can, um, possibly help 
adjust your dining reservation to synchronize with what could be available in the youth club. So um, even though, you know, you might want to make sure you're getting your adult time in the in a fine dining restaurant, but you're having struggles with making sure your child's are, are being, you know, well cared for and watched, it can happen. Just um, work work with the crew there and that they're going to do their very best to help that for you. Yeah. It's one thing we've always found with Disney Cruise Line guest services and Disney guest services in general is that they want to work with you. They want to re- make the situation the best as possible for you. And right. That's a good way right. to do it. Thank you. And the one thing that I would emphasize with that though is doing that earlier rather than later. Always. So, um, you know, because then they have more flexibility if, it, if they do have to make, for example, the, the dining reservation change, having more time or more days to make that adjustment uh, will make that an easier transition for you. For sure. So Michelle's tip, Mm -hmm. always the best tip. Thank you. Uh, My tip real quickly, and this is something I learned in the airport, and it's going to be a really quick tip here. You know, when right now security lines are a bit crazy right now (laughs) because we're traveling through the holidays, but they can be a bit crazy at any time of year. And maybe you're not really comfortable with somebody kind of breathing down your back during these (laughs) times right now. Well, I discovered something that was genius. At least I thought it was genius of how (laughs) I could keep the people behind me from not breathing down my back at that moment. And when we were in this long 30 plus minute security (laughs) line, and that was, I took my roll along carry on bag. And even though I could hold it right next to me and stand it up, I decided to drag it behind me and push the person kind of back from me about two, three feet because right. they weren't going to get to the line any quicker anyway. Right. But this kind of kept them at bay from behind me. So I just wanted to give you that quick tip. Think about doing that if you're <laughs> not great. exactly comfortable like me with somebody buttoned up right against you during these times in the airport right now. So yeah, good tip. Go. <laughs> It's it. my silly little tip. I so, love it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Next week, uh, we still haven't really pinned down what our uh, next topic would be. I'm thinking about doing something along the lines of maybe our five favorite things at the parks and resorts and cruise line that are debuting in the next year or returning in the next year. I haven't nailed that down yet, but I think yeah. that's what we might do something about that. Yeah. This week. There was something else we had planned, but we couldn't coordinate the timing with people so yeah so we'll work on something like that we'll let you know on the newsletter and and whatever comes up on the weeks it comes so anyway uh we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there we would love it if you haven't done so already sign up for our newsletter just another way to be involved in the hyperion adventures podcast world another great way is to follow us on social media we're on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast if you are on facebook come on over and join us in all the positive disney energy fun we're having at the hyperion adventurers facebook group if you want to find us on some of these videos we've been doing on youtube just go there do a quick search for hyperion adventures podcast hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com right We also want to really uh, remind you, we love it if you tell a friend or family member about this podcast, um, because that really helps get the word out. Yes, and we appreciate anybody who's done that in the past. That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to spending some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.